Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Jeez, that's a heck of a way to start the show there. Austin, welcome on in. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. How's it going over there, Gordo? Uh, it's going well. How are you today, Jake? Uh, it's a beautiful day. It decided to spit all over our clean cars. Of course, your car is never clean. Don't co- don't complain about uh, about the rain. The rain was so nice today. They cooled things off. It was great. You're gonna come in complaining about the rain when it was when we set a record two days ago with 102. Do you ever wash your car? Well, that's what the rain does. <laughs> Not here in Utah. Explain something to me. Why, when the rain comes down, it should be all refreshing and f- make you feel good and everything, but there are, like, dirt splotches all over w- where the rain – is that – what is that? that can't be a good sign, can it? What do you mean it can't be a good sign? Is it, like, dirt in the clouds from the desert, and it picks it up as it comes over and then drops it down? I guess. I know we have a lot of minerals in our water up here. Well, I'm talking about – science. <laughs> The water that's coming from the this rain. This is really irritating you, isn't it? Yes. It should be. Gordon, it should wash. Need... It should wash your car. It doesn't wash your car. It makes your car dirtier. And again, we're back to your car. How about just having the you, you know the refreshment, the refreshing rain, and and plus, if Crops. you really have to look at it <laughs> internally as benefiting you, of course, or uh, or me, as you can you can give your sprinklers uh, a break for a cycle, or your gardener can. Or or your gardener. Hold on, hold on. Did you do that? Yeah. No, you did not. Yes. Your sprinklers are on the same cycle they always were. No. I'm giving them a giving you, them. A, why would I water now? That wasn't enough of a rain, I think, to uh, replace your sprinkler cycle. Not it? for ever, but <laughs> for a cycle. Yeah, I think so. You really do that? You climb out there and turn turn everything off? Climb out there? Where do you think my sprinkler <laughs> box is? Climb out there? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? My sprinkler box is in my basement. This is someone who doesn't know about sprinklers. This is definitely somebody that does, is not responsible for his sprinkling system. Wait, wait, wait. Climb out there. Where are you envisioning? Oh, I don't know where you, I don't know where you sprinkler. Isn't it up on the telephone wire there? Huh? <laughs> I want to climb out there. What? Is it in your garage? How would that be climbing out there, even if it was in my garage? No, it's it's in my basement. It's in our like utility room with our washer and dryer. It's oh. right downstairs. Okay. It's it's literally flipping a switch. <laughs> climb out there. You climb all the way out there. <laughs> out where? It's not on your roof. Where's where's your sprinkler box? That's in the garage. I think. I think. <laughs> no, it is. I think. I know that. Do you? Yeah. So where is your garage if you have to climb out there? <laughs> it's 
Uh, no, it's not the climbing. I don't mean climb literally. <laughs> Figuratively climb? <laughs> yes. You have to go out to wherever your sprinkler box is and, and turn it off. Well, and then I, you got to remember to turn it back on again. All I have to do is climb out to my basement <laughs> and flip down. a switch. You descend. If, then you got to climb back up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pretty funny way to start the show. Should be. Uh, I remember uh, when L, when I was down in L.A. and L.A. was having a, a bit of a, uh, a rain shortage and people were finding ways to save water. And I know that's important in Utah, but it, they would they would when they started their shower up, they would collect the water in a bucket. You know how you have to wait for it to get warm? Uh-huh. Instead of letting that letting that waste, people would collect it and use it for other other usages. Like um I don't know. Water your garden? I I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you use water you, for. You you didn't do this, of course. Uh no. Not a chance. Uh that was a long time ago. Because really, a water-wise person would turn off his sprinklers in a rainstorm. Yeah. I mean, and I, you made it sound like that you've never <laughs> even thought about that in your life. The neighbors had to collect their water because the monsons were using all of it. All of it. <laughs> uh, no. I, we I'm, just I'm keep our for, hose running 24 hours a day. <laughs> just in case. Just in no, case. No, I'm all for, I'm all for uh, water conservation because it's, it's important. Didn't you have an issue, Austin, where uh, where your pipes froze or kept freezing, and their solution to you when you called them and asked them to fix it was to just yeah, just let that water run a little bit, <laughs> yep. all the time. Yep, running water don't freeze. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Once it's frozen, if you turn on the water, won't it flood? Right, but they came and fixed it. Oh, they they, they said, replaced the pipe. Yeah, but you know what they meant? They meant just let it drip. Certainly. But but that's not far from a permanent solution. No, no, <laughs> and it's not cheap. Ways. Yeah, there's well, a lot better ways. Shouldn't your pipes be insulated? They should have been correct, but they were not. They were not. And were that was that problem corrected? Uh, it was not going to be, and then they met angry Austin, and oh. then it got corrected. Yeah, that's when they met angry. So Austin. What, uh-huh. what did what did angry Austin sound like? Uh, no, we're <laughs> we're we're the the contractor or whatever, and and uh, we say. Uh, and you've just told us that your your pipes uh, are having a problem, and we say, "Well, we're not going to fix it." Having a problem again, yeah, again. I've lived in this home two days. <laughs> uh, I know it's cold outside, but uh, the the interior pipe it's frozen solid. Uh, what should be done about this? Well, you should, I don't know. What what'd you do to freeze the pipe? This was this is how the conversation began. What did, what you, did do? you do? I'm not they, making this up. Did they up. think you left your hose hooked up outside and so the water, you know, that I said I wanted to run a science experiment. I didn't believe water would freeze, so I just <laughs> opened all the windows, cut a hole in the wall, took the insulation out. And did you say that, you know, it might have been a good idea to insulate these pipes? They claimed that it was insulated, but when they cut so then I made them very kindly, I requested they come to the home and cut into the... <laughs> it was the ceiling in the garage underneath the bathtub. And they said, oh, we always insulate around the bathtub. It's not even code, but we do it just because we're nice. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, then come on down and cut it open and show me. And they cut it open and what do you know? Well, I'll be darned. <laughs> Magic. 
So then they cooperated. No, even then. They said, well, it's not a, it's not code. It's not required by code. And that's when. Well, I'm surprised. And that's when you said what? No, I can't tell you what I said. Oh. I, no. It was just. Uh, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just going to put you in It bed. really was a, Whitney had to calm me down and oh. it was not. But I, it got fixed. I'm surprised. Uh, they, they never froze yeah. again. I'm surprised they didn't cut that hole and then look up there and say, well, see, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you look up there seeing nothing, you go, wait, what? What, what are you I talking seeing? about? Well, it's right there. Can't you see it? <laughs> I mean, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, right. Uh, in, Emperor's in, Invisible Clothes. Yeah. You just really sell that message that, oh, there's tons of insulation up there. You're really not seeing that? Yeah. No, they, uh, it, got, it got remedied uh, real quick. So. And, good. and you're not in prison. So. And I saved the pipe with the frozen water in it in my freezer till the day I moved in case they were ever to come back and be like, uh, here's a bill for that new insulation. Uh. That's good. You keep records. <laughs> yes, I keep, Wait, keep records. I, I keep a pieces. pipe in his freezer? <laughs> of things that have happened, you know, just so he, he, he can keep track of it. I keep because a lot least, of records in my freezer. Judge Wapner would have uh, been on your side. <laughs> Me and Joe Pesci, we keep records in our freezers. <laughs> I mean, and, and what were you going to do with that piece of pipe if they came with the bill? Throw it at them? Maybe. <laughs> this was in your last house. Correct. And it got fixed, and it's, it's all clean and clear now, so... You just had to get a little exorcised, right? Oh, all right. There we go. What was the question? How did we get here? I have no idea. Oh, because the water was running. Yes, correct. Uh, Gail Miller is going to be on the show today at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Very excited to have Gail on the show. No doubt. Look forward to uh, talking with one of the finest, uh, classiest ladies uh, or people, human beings that, that I know. And we started this a little bit yesterday, but if, if uh, you want to throw out a question or something you'd like to know, uh, we'll do a hashtag Ask Gail again today. Yeah, tweet us. And, uh, you know, if we get some common threads or, or some good questions, we'll, uh, we'll relay them on to her. Yeah, I'm at Gordon Monson, and Jake is at Jake Scott Zone. You remembered. Yeah. Wow, I am flattered. <laughs> Yeah, of course I remember that. You remember Austin's because his is super easy. Austin's Not that at, Jake uh, Scott Zone is really... Isn't Austin at Austin Horton? Right. Yeah. Okay. So Gail is going to be on the show, so we'll be talking uh, a lot of jazz basketball. College football is getting closer, too. College football mm-hmm. is getting closer. We will talk some football, and then heaven knows what else Gordon will, will bring up out of the blue. Uh, what highlight are we going to see out of Donovan Mitchell today? Uh, I already saw one from your boy Andy Larson, the Salt Lake Tribune. He had uh, um, you, you talked about uh, how you wanted Donovan to improve his uh, decision making. Mm-hmm. You've, you've been hitting that quite a bit. Uh, he had a nice play where he broke somebody down off the dribble and then made the right pass for a wide open three. Did you see the one from yesterday? The dunk? Yes. Yes, the dunk was quite good. That on a uh, lob from Kemba Walker. Yes, and he gave it up on the break to Kemba. That pass, the original pass came from Donovan, and then Kimball Walker knew exactly what to do with it. Just lofted up there for the high pass. And Donovan uh, rather colorfully took care of the business from there. It was great, man. Jazz fans eat that stuff up. Uh, let's see here. Our boy, real quick before we get to the split story of the day, our friend Sven says, Angry Austin yelling uh, about the pipes wasn't as bad as Tony yelling at the honeybees. Well, that's true. Yeah. That is that's... obviously true. He he does love barking at the honeybees. 
no I, no I, overridden uh, no overall policy had to be written into the bylaws of the company with my angry Austin. Yeah. I Tony. miss the honeybees. What happened with the honeybees? Oh, he just likes to yell at them. Why? Because he's Tony. He yells at honeybees. He runs a tight ship, man. The honeybees, not like out in his garden. <laughs> yeah, oh. no. The, have, when was the last time you were to a bees game? No, the honeybees. The, oh, the group, oh, the like. Oh, okay. He yells at you them? You know the jazz have why, the jazz why, dancers, the bees wait, have the honeybees? Why does he yell at them? Not, I can't believe you confused it with actual honeybees. Uh, because he doesn't tolerate, uh, what, sloppy work. What? I, hey, talk to him. Is he a choreographer? I mean, he just, he likes the, you know, the parts to move <laughs> how they're supposed to move. <laughs> Without it, the produce preakness would be a mess. So Right. Uh-oh. I mean, that, that uh, in-game, uh, what do they call that, uh, uh, game experience team down there at the, at the ballpark, it runs seamless, man. And that's because Tony... Uh, Tony, yeah, he rules with an iron fist, right. He's the only uh, in-stadium MC in the country that also wears a whistle. And he does it because he's a coach? It's <laughs> just uh, in order. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they shed, they, shed, they shed some tears down there on occasion, but you know what? They're really good at their jobs. There's no crying in baseball? Oh, there is down at uh, Smith's Ballpark. Hmm. All right. Just a few tears, though. It's all right. He's just doing it to make them better. <laughs> ah, picturing Tony so he's doing them a favor. Right, yeah. Because the care factor is high. Very high. Picturing yeah. Tony running around a, a public park just screaming at honeybees flying around the <laughs> <Right>. air. <laughs> Damn you, bees! <laughs> Seriously. I knew a guy who uh, who had, uh, he raised honeybees. I think that's what it was. Yeah, he raised them. And he was out working the bees in his bee outfit. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And he's out there, you know, uh, and he's, and they're getting stirred up a little bit. And his grand, his granddaughter came outside while he was doing this, you know, after Grandpa. And he, there was nothing he could do. That's scary. Because the bees were getting all worked up, and there she was, vulnerable. So she- That's a good story. I don't think I can top that. Yeah, I don't know how we moved from Tony barking at the honeybees to a Gordon <laughs> anecdote about bees. About a bee dying. About a uh, <laughs> Bees endangering people, but boy, I feel better about myself. Are killer bees still a thing? I don't know. I mean, know. weren't they invading? Like uh, they were down in Arizona and they were heading up toward Utah. Remember, that was going to end the world, I thought. End the are we, world? Are we okay now? I uh, I mean, you're here. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the African killer bees, aren't they on their way up here? I just here? thought you said they were the Arizonan killer bees. Well, yeah, but they were migrating up our way. Did they make it up here? I don't know. I mean, that's Why not are we the, talking about bees? That's nothing to, 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 to sneeze at. That's scary. All right. <laughs> We're actually talking about bees. Not the minor league baseball town, but the buzz buzz <laughs> team. The buzz buzz kind. Bees. Yeah, bees. Not beads, but bees. <laughs> Why would we talk about beads? <laughs> Bee, this is the beehive state. Right, it is the it is the beehive state. Mm-hmm. A lot of honeys up here. There it is, and there it is. All right, what do you want to start with? 
I think we, why don't we get started on the other side? Why don't we just, <laughs> why don't we clean slate this thing? This never happened. And uh, we're going to get into some college football conversation coming up on the other side. Do you like honey better than you like, like, jam? No. No? So if you had a choice of a peanut butter and jam sandwich, you would take that over a peanut butter and honey sandwich. Uh-huh. Austin? <laughs> I know what you're trying to get no, to. I'm I not. know what you're going to say. I am not. You uh, said it once, and, and they, we had to dump the whole station. And there's <laughs> the look remember. on his face. Where is he going with this? <laughs> no, can't. It had to be dumped. I'll tell you when you're older. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even remember what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I was. That's exactly where he was going. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that it is exactly not, where he was, was going. Not. I'm Gandalf. You shall not pass. <laughs> Why else would you be asking that question? Because it's of interest. Everybody out there within the sound of our voice right now, yeah, they want to know about college football right now. They want to know what's going on with the Jazz, but they they have an opinion in their mind on that issue. That question is a lot of things, but of interest is certainly not one of them. <laughs> Here comes the program director. And Lloyd, and Lloyd's out of his studio now. <laughs> Terrific. Bees and sandwiches. Oh, man. Ask him. I bet he has an opinion. Coming up next, we will talk college football. You know what's really good is when you add banana on there and then you put the honey on, too. Oh, baby. Now you're talking. Gail Miller, top of the 5 o'clock hour. Don't miss it. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Mark Harlan, Utah AD, join us in studio. Future schedules with P5 schools. And as you add P5 schools, then people want to know, well, what does that mean for playing BYU? We really do want to continue to reach out to top-tier P5 schools. So we're continuing to do that. I stated my intention. We're going to continue to play BYU. I've said that from the very beginning. Now, if there's a situation where another P5 comes forward and we need to look at it for the good of the Utes, then I'll call Tom and home down there and we'll chat it through. But that's our intention is to continue to play BYU. BYU. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. And there's no tenderness like grief in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it, but baby, baby, I know it. You are Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'll explain Band of the Day today here in a minute. It's a bit of a compromise. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. So a band of the day, Austin asked me what I wanted, and I picked Carol King because I, we have Gail Miller on the show today. Thought you know, get a little female artist going for the band of the day. I love Carol King. I think she's brilliant. And I get met with you like, oh, Carol King. Well, that's oh, Carol King. I listen, I, I listen to so much Carol King back in the day that I'm a little burned out. That's all. So our compromise today are songs written by Carol King. All right. Because she wrote a lot of great music for a lot of others <laughs> besides just herself. But don't but mix in a little Carol of herself, course, yeah. please, there, Austin. But it seems a, like the hack that she this, is. This yeah. is a nice tune. This is an amazing song. Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah. It's good. Is it up tempo enough for you, Casey? <laughs> That's actually a little, it's a little, it's a little down. 
is. I just can't. I it read sucked. off all these songs that Carol King wrote during the break, and Gordon's like, anything upbeat in there? And I'd just gotten through saying the locomotion. Yeah, but that song's kind of a... They play that one at funerals. <laughs> How could you not like the locomotion? Especially Grand Funk Railroad's version of locomotion. The locomotion? Everybody do the locomotion? Yes. That one? Yes. Oh, come on. You like that song? Yes, everybody likes that song. No, everybody doesn't like it. So let me get this straight. You like that... Per- yeah, the Grand Funk version? It's a great song. You like that that Kansas ridiculous song and you don't like the locomotion? Uh, I don't really like you the You like locomotion. Dust in the Wind? I never liked the lo- that song. Wow. Wow. No, I never liked this song. And I bet most of our listeners are with me on this. Why is your foot tapping? Is your foot tapping? Oh. My foot's not moving one little bit. This, this is, is one of those songs that was aggravating to me the not, first time I heard it. Not only a good song, but this is a good version of this song. Oh, vomit. What? Here's some up-tempo Kansas. No. No. I never claimed that this was up-tempo. the worst song ever written. How in the world can you say that about this song? It's a beautiful song, but it's not Carol King. They do this to me every time, man. <laughs> Come out of the upbeat locomotion, and then I get hit with dust in the wind. And then Little Snuggles dies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get uh, let's get down to business. Casey, uh, he's gone now, right? Yeah, is he gone? Is he with us? I don't know. I don't know. We want to do a death dedication for him? Or? <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's exactly what I'm just happened. I'm gonna have to does. go through my records at home and find uh, the letter that Casey Kasem wrote me. Yeah, you, guys, you should do that because we don't believe you. It is I'm absolutely. 100% true. It is absolutely true. Casey Kasem wrote this big, long letter saying how wonderful something I've written was and how much he appreciated it and how he'd like to meet up and all this stuff. And you don't believe me. I, it's true. I, I swear it. It's true. Hey, Gordon. It's me, <laughs> Casey. I just wanted to express. <laughs> and now... <laughs> And then I said, I said, Casey, I wrote him back. I said, Casey, you know, my dog just died. <laughs> now, that's not true. But the, but the letter, I have the letter Dear somewhere. Gordon, it's me, Casey. <laughs> just wanted to say that not since Sergeant Peppers have I read such master, a masterpiece. I, I wish I could talk like Casey Casey. Oh, it was soothing. Okay, let's talk a little college football. Let's start out talking about BYU and some not-so-good news. Uh, The tight end position, I think you and I both feel, is going to be really important for the Cougars this Mm -hmm. upcoming year, especially with Matt Bushman. Yep. Uh, But the depth of the position was uh, also kind of a uh, a good point to this roster, and we know from last year that Grimes, not afraid to use that tight end, right? A couple of things. Well, initially, they were a little slow to get around to it. Well, pass to it, but I mean, put him on the field. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Bushman should have been used much more than he was. Well, the great to B- learn how to block. The great BYU teams have, have always utilized their tight ends. Throw the ball to him. He's a playmaker. Not that, was, under- that was one of the dumbest things I'd seen. I, I really like Jeff Grimes, but throw your th- first of all, put him on the field, and then throw to him. Could Dennis Pitta block all that well? Well, he didn't play for Jeff Grimes. 
Robert and I didn't make Dennis Pitt a block. Well, I, I understand. Make these guys Teach block. him to block and insist that he blocks, but put him on a field. He's one of your best playmakers. Well, uh, we found out yesterday that redshirt freshman tight end Hank Tui Pelotu re-injured his surgically repaired knee, which oh, uh, I see sucks. somebody get yeah. re-injured. Uh, he's the, the son of uh, BYU great Peter Tui Pelotu. And then uh, Moroni Lualu, Lualu Pututau, MLP. Yeah. Uh, has yet to practice, and uh, reports are saying that it's because of uh, academics that he's trying to uh, get in line, hmm. which really stinks because he's battled to get back from injury more than once in his career, and you just want to see him get out there on the field. And we did we talk to him specifically at Media Day, or did Scotty and Hans talk to him? We just I just listened to him. I don't but anyway, think we did. he said he was uh, he, at BYU Media Day. He was feeling good and was right physically. So man, you hope he take can carry your classwork. Get that straight. Yeah, hey, you got to, and you have plenty of help down there. Here's what he said: uh, "Quote NCAA rules say you have to be done with a certain percentage of credits by your senior year. I started my major late, so I have." Uh, am having catching uh, to catch up a little uh, late. Okay, you'd think somebody would have known that. It would have been scheduled out, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how closely their progress and and class load and that sort of thing is managed down there. I'm sure it is, but I don't know. Well, BYU's a tough school. It I is. mean, look, let's not fool around with it. The classes down there are most of them are not easy, and it does take effort. But those guys do have guidance counselors down there. They do have people in place. They have some quality people, one in particular, who really does a good job. But uh, you've got to take advantage of them. And it's it's hard, but it's worth it, obviously. And now, now is his eligibility in jeopardy? I from what I can tell, from what the coaches say are saying, they're they're confident that the uh, the coaching staff just here's how it's put in uh, in uh, Jay's article. The coaching staff wants him to focus all his time and efforts on passing those classes. So he's probably wrapping up summer classes, and he probably had to take a full load mm-hmm. or something along those lines, and he's got to pass all of them. So all right. they're having him focus. On, at those, least that's those, what you hope. And those summer classes aren't easy because they're accelerated. You know. I mean, you're jamming all that class into yeah, a smaller amount of time. Indeed. Right. So he's probably a place where a lot of us were in our college experience. Cramming. Yeah, yeah we, were Cramming. All, we were all there at one point or another. Of course we were. Did you ever have any trouble academically? Uh, yeah, I went through some semesters there where oh, I... You just goofing around I, a little bit? Right. Yeah. yeah where I just yeah. was not uh, where I was not focused. Yeah. Yeah, I think that happens to a lot of people. Where you get a little distracted yeah. up there with various things. Had to... Uh-huh. Have one of those. What uh, was your major distraction? Oh, friends. Yeah. Yeah, you wanted to go have fun. Friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. You wanted to, you know, you could uh, you go over to the old fraternity house and play a little ping pong, or you could uh, go to the library and study for that exam coming up. There and was, and there, when you put it off, it catches up with you sooner or later sometimes. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we don't know. He maybe he switched majors. That can always be tough. That's what he said, right? Well, he said he picked his major late. Uh, so, you know. I don't know what that means. But anyway. All right. Well, good luck to him. Uh, you know, there are certain players that you absolutely have to keep track of in that regard. And I'm I'm surprised that they would let something like that slip through the cracks. Yeah. But, I mean, an o- maybe an overall topic to come out of this. Are we concerned at all about BYU's depth? 
Yes, because they don't have as many athletes as some programs. Because we do. get focused on their key guys and their ones, and and there are some there's some talent on that team to get excited about. But yes. well, know, what look, are the, what are the issues down there? Injury, honor code, and uh, and well, uh, I guess academics, right? Because it is a tough school. That is a uh, that school is. I mean, the requirements down there and and the classes. It's. Uh, I don't know. There, there's so much pressure to get into that school that uh, that if you show up and don't take care of your business in the classroom, you're going to fall behind. That's just the way it is. The caliber of student is too high. Well, and we saw depth become an issue last year, and specifically the Utah game. But that was probably the 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 depth issues were probably masked a little bit by the softer schedule as, as BYU gets to the end, and that's probably a good thing. But certainly in that Utah game, depth yeah. became a that's very, very glaring mm-hmm. issue because they had a couple of playmakers go down. I mean, they were playing a, a, a linebacker at running back. And they were... And he was playing well. And then when he went at, down, it's like, well... Well, they lost some... Cosmo! Line. You said linebacker. <laughs> Put on a helmet! They lost a couple defenders that were pretty important in what they right. were doing. and. Right. So I mean, but everybody has injuries, so can't use that. As but an some, excuse. no, no, no. But some teams, and this is not an excuse. This is reality. Some teams are more equipped to deal with that than right. others. That's a fact. Well, that's something that Kyle has talked about up at Utah. That that was an emphasis for it. It took him last year. Finally, I think he said that uh, eight years in that they had finally compiled enough athletes to be able to play with everyone. In the Pac-12, and a part of that is accounting for injury and absence. Well, it was a big deal that Jason Shelley played as well as he did down mm-hmm. the stretch for the Utes. Yeah, Tyler Huntley going down when he did. We all thought that that was going to really be a, a tough, tough challenge for the Utes, and uh, Jason Shelley came in and and uh, kept the thing going. I mean, even Zach Moss getting hurt, Armand Shine came in and others, mm-hmm. uh, but did a did a fine job. They still won football games. How many Mountain West Ute teams, if they lost their starting quarterback and running back, would have been okay? Uh, against Mountain West teams? Yeah, yeah know, sure. When the Utes were in the Mountain West? Uh, well, the competition they were going up against would have been a little easier. Well, I, but I think you get my point. Yeah, I do. You lose your two best offensive players and you still manage to salvage the division? It's pretty good. Yep. So, a little concern for BYU, and and it's a good thing they're playing the P5 teams at the beginning of the year for that reason, because it it might get a little tough if an injury or two happens. But I think think Jaron Hall's pretty good. I don't I don't think he's as good as Zach Wilson, but I think he might be a serviceable backup from everything I'm hearing there at quarterback. And they've added some depth to the running back position. Yes. That's that's a very good thing. The running backs look uh, look all right. Uh, I'm not saying they're they're gangbusters or anything, but they they're they're pretty good. Well, Tyson, you know if you're going to play at South Carolina, you probably know how to play football. You know, and I know he wasn't the featured guy there, but he was productive through his career. And so you got to think that he's bringing that resume to town, that he's probably not bad. You and I both like Lapini Katoa when he's healthy and, and able to go. But what you can't do is if you, if you lose a couple guys, and I'm knocking on wood here, you can't have, you know, depend on somebody who just switched back from linebacker middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And, and again, not that Hadley didn't actually do a yeah, really good well, job. Played well. But you, uh, you shouldn't be forced to make that decision. Mm-hmm. That, that shouldn't be something that you have to do. 
Man, actually, he was a really good story last year because he really did play well. He did. And how hard would that be at a at a uh, at a practice just to hear the whistle and be like, "Hey, Hadley, what position am I playing? You're going over to the other side. <laughs> We're gonna have you run." Yeah, he did really well considering the circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you hope that that is not going to be necessary. It rarely is. No. Yeah, it's. It, yeah, what what BYU? Well, first of all, they have to get lucky because they they. Uh, I know what you're thinking. That's an honor code violation. That's not what I meant by that. They have to keep their front line guys healthy as much as possible. I didn't even I didn't even catch that. He had to he had to point that oh. out to me. Had it. It, it, they they have to stay healthy in, against this kind of schedule. They have to, and when you hear about guys. This is one of the things that's most frustrating about preseason camps is you're getting guys ready to go. You can't just pussyfoot around out there. you got to let them play football. But it's almost like as a coach, you're over there not wanting anybody to bump into anybody. One other note real quick on uh, on the tight ends. They're expecting uh, Joe Tukawafu now to, to maybe step in and, and mm-hmm. fill the void. But And Scotty, Scotty and Hans talked about this today. He hadn't played football in five years. Wow, has it been that long? And they're a little concerned about his conditioning level, mm-hmm. which, I mean, if got to get into game shape. And he hadn't played a game in a long time. Yeah, because there's, there's uh, being in shape and then there's being in game shape. Right. But I mean, he was sarcastic a little bit. But uh, what would that be like? Five years? How do you get back to it? Bet he's excited to get back to it. Yeah. Oh, he had a lot. He had a lot of promise. Yeah, he was highly touted. Yeah. So, so maybe they'll be all right at that position. But use it. Use the freaking tight end. All right, we'll get to more coming up next. We will talk some mutes. Don't forget, Gail Miller will be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Very excited to talk to her. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. July 14, 2009. Oh. My roommate, my brother and I, we make the trip down to Anaheim to go to an Angels-Yankees game. A blazing hot Anaheim afternoon, and we spent the whole game taking turns going to the water stand to fill up our waters. Came to be my turn. While I was at the water stand, Brandon Wood, he hit a home run that landed in my empty seat. (laughs) It hit the seat back of my empty chair, and my roommate, of course, picked it up, and I come back, and they're like, like you'll never believe what just happened. I was like, no, I know what happened. I was watching it on the TV. That is unbelievable. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big 
Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-15 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. I can't believe you ripped us in the wind. I, I was just having a hard time with that. Sorry. I'm not. Although uh, you did have, let's see, Danny on Twitter. He tweets and he says, uh, you take back what you said about Dust in the Wind. Excellent song and Kansas is an excellent band. And then adds Locomotion. Seriously? Yeah, I don't like that song. Hmm. Well, I think that says something about you. That's all. Yeah, I think something positive. I don't know. I don't know. Something positive. Hey, Kyle Whittingham said something interesting at uh, at practice yesterday, Gordon, uh, talking about reporting injuries. And I know Kurt wrote about this in the in the Tribune a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, he said that they would not talk about injuries unless the NCAA required them to uh, or changed rules and required a, an injury report. You think that's a good idea? I think an injury report would be a good idea. See, I'm a little bit torn on the issue because the. Because of the privacy? Yeah, the media slash fan side of me thinks it would be a terrific idea. I mean, you'd have so much of a better grasp on on matchups and those sorts of things. But then on, on the other side of it, you know, do we really need to know the medical condition of amateur athletes? But they're football players. What? What? I'm I'm not seeing what you're arguing here. Well, the, yes, I realize they play it, football. That makes it different as opposed to some <sighs> private student who... You want to delve into their medical records? No, but this is this is something that's on display for everyone to see. So let's say somebody something happens during a game. Are are people allowed to comment on that? Will Kyle comment on that if it's right in front of everyone's eyes? Not unless it's <clears throat> not unless the season inju- uh, ending. But wh- why is that so sacred? See, here's here's why I'm conflicted, though, because I, unlike you, actually believe in the concept of amateurism, and I think they should be like other students when it comes to these sorts of things. They are performing in front of thousands and thousands of people. So, do you want uh, do you want injury report from the Crimson Line too? Uh, that's different, Jake. How's you, that different? Hey, because they're performing. Yeah, but nobody really cares uh, about what's going on with them. So, the care factor is what we're valuing here. Well, yeah. Uh, See, I don't know if that's strong enough to see in the pros. I feel feel a little bit better about it because they're professionals and being compensated, and it's part of the job. But you don't think it's ridiculous that a player who is obviously injured, uh, a coach will not comment unless it's season ending. I, I find, why why is that okay? I I do find it ridiculous. Why, yes. Why is it okay? For him to comment on on a season-ending injury, but not one that might keep him out for six games. Because it doesn't affect the game plan. Like, the the game plan, let me... If Zach Moss... Let's just use him as a hypothetical here for a moment, (laughs) if if you will. I've got to hand it to you. If Zach Moss is out of a game, that really impacts how the other team is going to game plan for the Utes. All right. Because he's that impactful. Uh-huh. So if you think he's going to play, you have to prepare for him to play. And you think that deception is a healthy thing? Defined healthy. 
Well, I mean, a good thing? I think coaches believe it will help them win or give them a better chance to win oh, without man, an injured I, player, which they're set back already. I don't like playing those games. I, I just If someone's hurt, say he's hurt. I'm sure they don't enjoy it either, but you can see the logic behind it, I think, right? It, 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 let's say someone gets sick during a season. Then you say, okay, he's got a medical condition. You don't have to get into that. But if someone breaks an ankle, or let's just say hypothetically uh, hurts his hand and, and needs it in a cast for a few weeks, I mean, what's what's the matter with you know exposing that? I mean, I don't think that's personal. I don't think that's personal information. And if coaches are using that to as a shield, as a strategy against other teams, that's even worse. I think they're negating the loss of the injured player. Because you're already going to be set back not being with that injured player. If the other team at least has to game plan for it, maybe you can keep them on their heels a little bit. I mean, I, I, it's, it would be of interest to know this stuff. But I get it why they don't have an injury report. I understand. People are now, paying, now the coaches are paying all this money to buy tickets. And if, if a player isn't going to play, I think it was, why not allow them to know that? Because, again, if you think the player is going to play, you're more likely to buy a ticket. Uh, yeah, but then you're just trying to deceive people. Uh, yeah, I think there's some deception out there. Mm-hmm. Is that honorable? I don't think that's honorable. Why not be upfront about it? Is talking about uh, an amateur athlete's uh, medical history honorable? I'm not talking. That's what I made that distinction already. Well, Jake. if you if you talk about their injuries, you're making their medical business public. But you saw it happen during the game. You saw him limp off the field. I know. And, and no one's going to talk about it unless it's season ending. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I told you I was conflicted on the issue. And then you see them at practice and you can't say anything about it. Because they make rules about that. Yeah, that's frustrating. It's just dumb. It's, it's uh, Why? Why? It's a public pursuit playing college football. It's out there in front of everyone's eyes. So if someone limps off the field or, or can't move his arm because his shoulder is busted up, you're going to make no comment on that? Uh, that's silly. You at least should let the team doctor discuss it, or I don't know. That just seems pretty self-evident to me. Hmm. Well, I understand the privacy issue. Well, I do as far as you know. But, but illness goes. If someone gets sick, you don't need to know all the details of that. But in that case, it'd be easy to say, "Yeah, player X has a has a medical condition. He's going to miss three games." All right. All right. Yeah, but, but is, is I can't comment because Billy stubbed his toe and has turf toe. Is is our want to know important enough to make them change the rules? Yes, because they're out there in front of us playing a game in front of all of us. Well, now they're trying to not make practice in front of us. So does that yeah. make you feel better? Yeah, I <laughs> come on. I just think that. Uh, we're playing games here, and we're using things uh, and using those things as excuses not to have to talk about it. Why? For deception purposes. It's, uh, that just seems crazy to me. Yeah, they're, they're in a, for lack of a better term, they're 
weaponizing the privacy issue. I agree. They're they're using that to parlay something to their advantage. But does the overall value uh, is it worth throwing into the garbage because somebody's getting over on it? Well, I, I think that it should be announced. Yes, I do because they're involved in a very public pursuit. And, and you've got a lot of money on the game. No, I don't. I don't gamble. That's not what you said yesterday. What did I say? You said instead of saying hi to Lloyd and, and me at practice, you were on the phone with your bookie. You said that yesterday. I did not say that. You, you said, said that yesterday. I was kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. Come on, Jake. You know I don't gamble. Well, how, how am I supposed to know? You're just I talking never, about you talking to you your know, bookie. I have never laid a bet on a single game. The only time I ever did that was in sixth grade or fifth grade or in elementary school when I – when my buddy bet me, he gave me. He said, "I'll bet you five bucks. I'll give you five bucks if the Pittsburgh Pirates come back to beat the Baltimore Orioles." And the Orioles were up two zero in the in the World Series. That's the only time you've ever wa- laid a, a wager on a game. Yes, I seem to you remember sure? you doing that last year. If BYU oh. wins, I will take you and your wives to dinner. Any restaurant in Utah that you want to go to. Okay. I don't see a way they can win. Go Cougs. That wasn't uh, that wasn't like a bet bet. That was just that was just an agreement. <laughs> well, what was all that that bookie talk about yesterday? Then I didn't talk. I I don't have. A I bookie. would swear my my uh, my fortune. <laughs> that sounds like another bet. <laughs> no, that was a that was a pledge. A pledge. I see. <laughs> all right. We'll have more coming up next. We'll continue to talk some college football. Don't forget. I got I got the five bucks. By the way. Because he offered up five bucks to my two bucks that the Pirates would win. Oh, I said the Pirates would win, and they did. Oh, I'm so glad you cleared that up. We, were all, interesting. we were all just <laughs> well, I started holding on to that cliffhanger. I thought maybe I should finish it. <laughs> Gail, Who won the game in the East 4? you, you got to finish. Gail Miller will join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. I uh, want to remind you about the Tour of Utah podcast. It's up at 1280thezone.com. Learn to train for the summer of cycling and the best spots to catch the upcoming Tour of Utah, which starts on Monday, by the way. You going to place any wagers on that, Gorda? No, I, I'm, uh, I'm not a better. Get get the bookie on the horn and let's let's get some lines on the old tour of Utah. Yeah, I got the five bucks, man, and that was back when five bucks meant something. Stay tuned, ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. This 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 is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Kyle McDonald, running back coach at the University of Utah. Yeah, Zach Moss has worked his way back from injury. Coach, talk about his presence on the field, his importance, his leadership. He's hundred percent. There's no question about that. He's picking him up, putting him down. Better leader right now. You know, when I met Zach, he was a young man. He's talking about a grown man now. Uh, we've been together. This is going to be our third year together. Uh, again, he's being vocal at times that he needs to be vocal. He's really doing a good job in terms of uh, the maturation process up here at the University of Utah, uh, being a running back. Um, I love where his leadership is right now. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.